Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to Mastercast, the Manchester United Tactical Podcast. I'm Heydar Oban, your host. As always, I'm joined by Rob Blanchett. Guys, before we begin, this is obviously a big show today. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked. Make sure you give us a follow on at TF Mastercast. Give myself a follow on at Heydar underscore Rabani. And give Rob a follow at underscore Rob underscore B. Rob, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked. You know, it's it's something that's been coming, let's be honest, for, for a while now, say a month. I'm not sitting here and absolutely delighted because I'm just looking at the club how inept the club are, how they've allowed this to drag on the way it has done, how they've allowed Manchester United to go from losing from Liverpool 5-0 to do nothing. We've had an international break and then they sack him. It's just absolutely crazy for me. Oli's done a good job in the first couple of years, but he had to go. I'm sitting here and thinking, where do United go? That's what we're going to talk about today. What have you heard? You were very, very busy yesterday. Obviously, you weren't on Twitter. Work was going crazy for you. It's just a shambles, isn't it, really, behind the scenes at the club? Uh, yes and no. So Manchester United themselves don't think it's a shambles, do they? Because they do their business how they want to do it. Obviously, fans see what's going on or they hear it through bits of the press or Twitter and they can feel the chaos. The chaos is kind of overroaring and too much. You know, it's just names and names and names and names. So the board have lost faith with Ole. They'd lost faith with him really up to the Liverpool result. 5-0 was too much and the wheels started to turn in motion. So he still had that little period where he might have been able to change stuff in terms of results, but this is a results game. It's not about sentimentality. So all those big pundits that told you that the Glazers wouldn't do anything because of sentimentality, he's a yes man and all of this, it's all garbage. Football is about winning. So they gave 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a big transfer kitty during his tenure at Man United, 410 million. If you get given 410 million, you better win. Doesn't matter what players you get, you better win. That's a big investment. And of course, that's not the Glazers' personal investment. That's come from Manchester United. So as we stand, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is no longer the manager of Manchester United. Michael Carrick will take charge of the Villarreal game and will be the kind of short-term interim. And now it'll be a case of where do you go next? And this is where United are banging on doors. We've talked a lot in our shows already about Brendan Rodgers, Zidane Zidane and other managers. And the other potential manager we're going to talk about today is not even a manager. But he is a Manchester United icon and he would follow the project on of putting a, a former legend in charge of the project, as we like to call it. And that person, you called it outlandish, Hader. I call it Manchester United. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. So... It's not a case of whether Ronaldo takes the job tomorrow. I don't think that that is, that's going to happen. You know, it's not suddenly going to be Carrick and then Ronaldo or something along those lines. But Ronaldo did uh, put out a desire to United's board and they did discuss it when he came to the football club that he would like to stay longer than his contract. He would like to stay in a coaching capacity and he would possibly one day like to follow his personal icon, Sir Alex Ferguson, as manager of Manchester United. Well, the door has suddenly just swung wide open. But it's not a new thing. You know, this is something that's been on the table for weeks and months. And now it's up to the Glazers to decide where their priorities lie. Because I'm telling you this, their big priority, yeah, they want to win. But their big priority is that Adidas deal coming up soon, the shirt deal, where they need to get £100 million a year over maybe maybe short-term, five to ten-year deal. And that will be about half a billion pound. This is how the Glazers think. And this is why they've sacked Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now, because these results hurt that deal. It might hurt fans that results are bad, but for the Glazers, it's all about the pocket. I mean, Harry is in the comments saying, go give up if it's Ronaldo. As manager, Harry, I'm with you, mate. I'm absolutely with you. But guys, before we move on, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you see this on Twitter as well, give it a retweet. We want to grow this masterclass community and family. Rob, let's talk about Oli, though. Goodbye, Oli. Um, Dead man walking, really. I think the frustrating thing for me is that when you saw Antonio Conte, clearly the club didn't want him. They didn't like maybe the fact that he would challenge them. The fact that, for me, I looked at that situation you had when Brendan Rodgers had the Liverpool job. Jürgen Kopp was there. They sacked him and look where they are now. That's kind of how I saw Antonio Conte. You look at the quality in the squad. Man United didn't budge on him. Conte's gone to Spurs. So that's when I really think Oli should have been sacked. They allowed this to drag on. Why during the international break then was a change not made? Why have they allowed, you know, the club allowed Oli to go away for a week on holiday? The players went away. Nothing was done. Myself and you, we both said this off air a while ago, you know, during the international break, we said that I can very much see Manchester United getting smashed by Watford. It'll either go two ways. Ronaldo score a hat-trick and we'll, we'll beat them. Or United will get smashed. They got absolutely destroyed yesterday. A team that's spent 410 million didn't look like the side who had that quality. Why have the club? Why did the club allow Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to go away to come back? This happened, and then sacked him. It's just, it's mind blowing. The ineptitude. It's absolutely mind blowing. Again, I think United fans. I don't know for yourself as well, Hey, does United fan think that United operates in a certain way? Manchester United is the most dysfunctional football club on the planet. So they don't think like other football clubs. They think like a bank. They think like a business. 
They were businessmen running a football club. So how are you meant to make football decisions that are salient and in order? So this is part of the problem. This is why we welcomed a director of football structure at United. But as we know, there's a bit of a kind of fluffer scheme going on there, is that they have got people who are running the football project, but they're intrinsically tied to the board who are money men. Joel Glazer's a money man. You know, this is how it works. So for them, the, the kind of, again, the choice in terms of the cash was to just wait and see. They didn't feel rushed, and they also knew that this was a process. Now, this is the side where I kind of back them on this is that if you do think that you're going to bring in a manager to carry on your project you need to sit down and think about it football fans of course will get a gun and pull the trigger as quick as they can because that's what football fans think you know they see a bad game and they want the manager gone people have been wanting Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gone Haydar when he was getting second in the league and getting to European final so that's not new so the football club doesn't respond to that what the football club responds to is the immediate results. So we've got to the point of no return. And this is kind of what we've said on the show before when we talked about Liverpool, the City games and all the other horrible games in between. You know, I talked about this with Newcastle, didn't I? You know, we won 4-1. We were horrible. The tactics were disgusting and we won 4-1 and everyone was celebrating. And I was like, what are you doing? So this is the problem. We saw the problem then. The problem is still here today. It still manifested itself, except now the manager has gone. And rightfully so. So this is why this is not going to be a wake for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He will always be a Manchester United legend. I will always have respect for him. He leaves this football club in a much better state than previous managers did. Again, I've read, you know, very, very little Twitter. I've kind of been well off it for 24 hours. I've not been interested in what people are saying. Um, but obviously there's that vibe that, you know, he should have gone earlier and damn Ole and it was worse than Mourinho. No, it wasn't worse than Mourinho. Mourinho's last weeks were horrendous horrific it was terrible so this is a different scenario where this manager has left us with a better squad and and also playing staff that actually want to play for man united though it didn't really look like it in these final games you know you could see the tactics were so skewed it was very interesting to see bruno fernandez walk up behind his manager who waved goodbye to those brilliant fans who follow united absolutely everywhere and he kind of put his hands up to say sorry and bruno fernandez was going no it's all of us well well done, Bruno, but why don't you actually bring it on a football pitch? What's going on with you and Ronaldo? What's going on with Harry Maguire? What's going on with the senior players? So these players have to take some accountability. So whoever the next coach is, whether it's Cristiano or Zidane or Brendan Rodgers or, you know, some crazy left field decision by the Glazers, they've got to play, haven't they? You've got to get out on that football pitch and show that you mean business every week. And these players simply have not done that in the 16 or 17 games that have been played this season? I uh, Where I disagree with you, I think uh, Oli's left a much better squad, the club's in a better space, but the, the football we were seeing on the pitch, Rob, the results were worse than under Jose Mourinho. I mean, we just looked tactically inept. We looked, like you said, disgusting. It was awful. We were going into games, every single game, Rob, no defensive structure, couldn't pass a ball more than two or three passes in, in a sequence. We couldn't press. We didn't know how to press what we were doing off the ball. David De Gea said it, Rob. He said that Manchester United didn't know what to do with the ball, didn't, didn't know what to do without the ball. So in that respect, for me, I think it was worse than Jose Mourinho's last last weeks because of the fact that the football was absolutely terrible. But off the pitch, I don't think it's anywhere near that. And a new manager will come in and have a really, really good squad to work with. Yes, it's got deficiencies. They need a midfielder. But I'm positive in that respect. Where I'm not positive, Rob, is that... Where are United going? You know, we're here. Last week it was it was Rogers. You know, Zidane is now being spoken to. You're mentioning Ronaldo. We'll talk about this a little bit later. But it's all very muddled. And I do want to talk about the board. 
I do want to talk about the uh, the amateurism. I do want to talk about what the technical director is doing because he's coaching, he's warming the players up before the game. He's training with the players. I want to talk about what the uh, what the director of football is doing because it doesn't seem like there's any sort of plan, any cohesion. Let's talk about this board because one of my biggest problems, Rob, is that you're, you know we're mentioning about Ronaldo. I'd much rather keep on going to Solskjaer than put someone like Ronaldo who's got no coaching badges, no coaching experience as a manager of Manchester United. This isn't a joke. This is you know it's it's almost like right. Well, let's do something to uh, to get the clicks, to get the hits, to get the money in because that's all these owners care about, and it's just absolutely frustrating. I mean, where do you sit on this with the board as well? Because there's a lot of talk about the restructuring of the director of football. I'm seeing absolutely nothing to suggest that anything has changed apart from these people that come in. They have titles. They have titles and they have responsibilities and there is a structure in place. It's just that is that structure really geared towards the most encompassing thing that fans want? And that is to win. So I think this is the problem, and this is kind of where it is. Do the Glazers want Man United to win? Of course they want Man United to win, because if United win games, they make more money. Their stock price goes up. They can attract more sponsors. This is how football works. This is the commercial side of the business. But it's how you achieve that. You know, what what do you do to put in place to kind of get there? So like just touch on the last bit you said about Mourinho. That What I meant by that was that Mourinho burnt the club down and everyone hated Mourinho at the end of it. And he kind of united people behind him to get rid of him. And the dressing room was absolutely toxic. Now, that dressing room is not toxic anymore. So that is a that is a valid win in, in Man United's kind of tick column. But it doesn't matter if you're not playing good football, does it? You know, none of these things matter if you've got a good man manager, but the, but the people on the pitch are not doing it. So this is kind of the balancing point. This is why I said, you know, I'm not particularly you know, mourning Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's uh, moving on from Manchester United because at, at the end of the day, it's a job and he failed in that job in the last few weeks. But I do think up until the Europa League final, he did a really good job of structuring this football club better than the previous three managers who came after Fergie, who all had their own ideas, were all much more experienced and got it much more wrong. So I think the last 15, 16, 17 games have been horrendous. This is why we do this show. We talk tactics and performances, and he is deservedly being sacked. And when you look at the board, as I said at the top of the show, they think about profit and loss. That's what all they think about. That's their main goal. And one of their big drivers is the shirt deal. Every few, when that comes round in a kind of 10 year way, they know it means a big thing to their future of owning a football club. That's a billion pounds worth of money potentially over a decade. That's something they can't kind of turn their nose up at. But then they have to decide about how they correlate that with trying to win football matches. What do you do in a managerial appointment to make sure you get what you want? This is why Ed Woodward always talks about Galacticos and applying it to the Man United model. So that's what he did years ago. And that has not disappeared. That is still at the football club. You know, when the, when um, the Bucks want to go and win the NFL, I've said this before, they go and get Tom Brady. This is how they think in superstar terms. And that's where we stand today. The, the Glazers are now considering their options. Zidane is the sexy option, but Zidane doesn't want the job. Zidane said last week, I don't want the job. So this is kind of where we are. But they will now go back to Zidane's Zidane's house. They'll say, right, Here's more money. We want you to come sooner. You know, this is a different kind of project. And, you know, you've got Cristiano to work with both on the pitch and off the pitch. Cristiano will be your kind of news, your guide to all things Manchester United. He's the icon and he will sell the football club both financially and on the football pitch. I've got no interest 
in all of the rubbish that's coming out about Ronaldo being in the dressing room and now suddenly saying, oh, these guys are not up for it. What? They were up for it before you arrived. So this is this, it's not a good look. You know, I'm not going to just listen to one person, but there's no doubt that the most important factor now at Man United in choosing the next coach is CR7. He is going to get the nod. So if, if he doesn't want the job or doesn't want to be part of that, I'm sure he will say that very quickly and, and it won't be, a, won't be a topic for debate in a week or two's time. But I do think that whoever they choose will be about trying to get the most out of Ronaldo and winning and then getting that huge shirt deal in 12 months, 18 months when Man United want to re- renew it and they want that billion pound and they want Cristiano in that shirt or still at the football club promoting Man United because this is about promotion. I think that's absolutely a very fair way of looking at it. I think anyone that thinks otherwise, you know, what Man United are looking at now is short-termism. They're looking at what can they do to get the most out of Ronaldo. And that's going to definitely heavily influence who comes in. Uh, let's talk about Ronaldo. We will talk about Zidane a little bit later. You hit the nail on the head, though, with Zidane, Rob. I said to you that when we were talking last week, obviously Zidane rejected the job. I said, I guarantee Manchester United lose to Watford. And then they come back with a huge bag of cash, all these assurances, and then he'd come in. But let's talk about Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo was a sign that I was extremely excited for. I couldn't wait. You know, my absolute idol, my favorite player growing up, gave me some of the best memories I've ever had as a Manchester United fan. We've been starved of that for the last, you know, eight to 10 years or whatever it is now. When you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, it's almost like the signing. We said this as well. The signing was the signing that was either going to make or break all his reign. It was either going to catapult him to the title and to the Champions League, you know, and up into the higher echelons of footballing success, or it was going to knock him down and eventually lose his job. And we've seen now that it's been almost catastrophic for the plan. That's not to say Ronaldo hasn't had an impact. His goal record is very, very good, but it's it's coincided with Manchester United's complete collapse on the pitch. Now, for me, well, I know we're going to disagree on this. I sit here and I look at the Ronaldo signing and I was happy for the Ronaldo signing. Has it disrupted the project? Yes, it has. But as a top manager, when you bring a player in, you've got to make it work with the players at your disposal. Oli said yes to Ronaldo. He's brought him in. And ultimately what it's shown is not that Ronaldo's the biggest issue. It's shown that Oli actually didn't have what it would, you know, the tactical capability, tactical analysis to take Man United to the next level and to make it work with Ronaldo. Ultimately, now, whoever comes in has to make it work. Ronaldo has to get us more organised. Where are you sitting on this Ronaldo point at the moment? Because it sounds like he's going to be here now for two to three years. So whatever happens now revolves around him, whether we like it or not. Yeah, he's here. He's going to make uh, big decisions with the board as terms of direction of what they will do. What really kind of gets to me, Haydar, is not the whole kind of, you know, is it Ronaldo or is it not Ronaldo debate? You know, what gets to me is the direction. So before Cristiano was signed, we finally looked like a club over a two, three-year period that was building towards titles, building towards finding ways of like not being great every week, but finding ways to win games, not get beaten, go on the road, get an unbeaten record, go go to a certain level. We got second last year and to European final. Now, to other clubs, that's a huge achievement. So Manchester United fans, they're not really that interested. They just want silverware. So you buy Ronaldo and Ronaldo is supposedly the final piece of the jigsaw. I don't think any coach in the world says no to Ronaldo, you know, in terms of, you know, could I do, do you want us to sign him? Ole's not going to go, no, thanks. But in football terms, if you had football people running the, uh, running the show, and if it was more about football rather than about money, you probably would have bought a midfielder. You know, like this is not 
rocket science. You bought a defender because you needed one. You bought a right winger because you needed one. Did you really need another old striker when you had Cavani? No was the answer. But you did it because you got scared that Man City might get him and you got scared that you might miss out on all this money with your shirt deal coming up. So that's why they did it. And I said at the start of the season, didn't I say on the show how many times, Haydar, there is every chance that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gets sacked because United have signed Cristiano Ronaldo. Not because of Ronaldo, but because the project gets skewed. It gets pulled apart. And even against Watford, you see it. That whole team has been pulled apart by the emotion of what's going on in this football club. You cannot make your team about one man, even if he scores 100 goals a season. It doesn't matter if he's the most beautiful bloke on earth, you know, and he's an icon. You have to make football decisions. If I was making the football decisions, you just ask me a straight out question about football. I'll give you my football answer. Is that if I was the next manager of Manchester United, I would be moving Ronaldo on quickly. I would say at the end of this contract, Manchester United pay up his deal, go and get me Haaland and go and get me Bellingham and go and get me players that are going to take me to the next level on a football pitch. Ronaldo might stay at United two years, Haydon, score 100 goals, and everyone will celebrate those goals. Viva Ronaldo, we love you, we love you, we love you. All this garbage. And it's nothing to do with football. It's about populism. It's about what I like rather than what I need. So I look at United like that. I would love United to make those football decisions. They're not going to make them. And this is why the whole Ronaldo being manager thing is not kind of conflated is that the Glazers look at that and they say Ronaldo brings in money he's got a billion pound deal a billion pound lifetime deal with Nike and United are like we'd like a billion pound deal with Nike how do we make that work then and this is what's going to happen next now people won't like it and this is why I think Zidane is probably the more natural choice in the order of the Glazers because this is the whole Galactico side of it is that we can sell this even if you're not winning we can sell this you know it's like packaging it and kind of throwing it back to the fan base. What are you guys watching this going to do? Is Dan comes along or Ronaldo gets the job, you're all going to back them and you're all going to love it and you're all going to buy the Ronaldo shirts and you're all going to sing the songs and that's how it is and the Glazers know it. So it doesn't matter if he's the right choice, like in football terms, because he isn't. I'd pick Rangnick tomorrow. That's my choice. Yeah, so would I. But I don't get a choice. I don't get a choice. I'm just I'm just a journalist and a football fan. So that would be the right football choice to go and get a team. United need a team that press. That's what we need. We need players that will press from the front, from the absolute top end. And people might say, well, you know, Haaland won't do that. Haaland would do that in a system. If you could do it in a system, you would do it. Cristiano Ronaldo is never going to do it. Cristiano Ronaldo, if he's manager, is not going to tell himself to press. He's still going to stand at the front and say, give me the ball. So this is the problem. They're, these are not football decisions, unfortunately. These are financial decisions. And the people that run the football club are accountants. That's the basic bottom line. Rob, let's talk about this, uh, you know, this sort of the view that you have, because it just blows my mind, Cristiano Ronaldo as manager. We're not saying that's happening straight away, by the way. It's just something that's been just spoken about. You've been speaking to people at the club. So let's, let's break that down a little bit for listeners, because a lot of them are and rightly so, by the way, in the comments. Guys, let us know your thoughts, what you think of the idea of Ronaldo as manager. We're not saying he's coming in tomorrow. That's not what we're saying. But there is there is discussions that this could be a more of a long-term thing. I said earlier, Rob, that I'd rather have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer than Cristiano Ronaldo. What const uh, constitutes giving Ronaldo the job? There's absolutely zero evidence to do that. It's negligent. It's amateurism. It's just lacking any footballing knowledge and sense. When I'm having a look at Cristiano Ronaldo as well, Rob, I... I still think this can work, but then that top tactician needs to come in, in my opinion. But 
how realistic is it that Ronaldo does perhaps get the job in two years' time? Because no other club in, in world football, Rob, would ever give Ronaldo. Real Madrid would not give Ronaldo the player manager because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. Juventus wouldn't have done it. But Manchester United are the only big club who are stupid enough and who are who are money fixated enough to do something like that because that's gonna that's gonna get money coming in, won't it? That's the prime goal of the Glazers and the ownership is to make money, not footballing success. And we're seeing this right now. Obviously, they want to win with Ronaldo. The fact that even thinking about the fact that he could be manager, I don't want any more legends at this club, Rob, unless you're qualified to be the manager of Manchester United. I want a tactician. doesn't have to be the biggest name. I just want someone to come in. I want to be well-organized. I want to, don't want to concede four goals a game. I want us to pass the ball around beautifully. I want us to press as a unit. I want to see football. I want to see tactics. And right now, this season, we haven't seen that. And if someone like Ronaldo comes in, we sure as hell are not going to see that. Well, we don't know what kind of coach Ronaldo would be. Might be amazing. Don't know, do we? You know, so, uh, again, I don't like to kind of talk too much about stuff I don't know about. I, I I have feelings for it. I wouldn't appoint Ronaldo. Of course, I wouldn't. That would be that would be crazy. Um, there are hurdles to get over. So he would need dispensation at some point. He would need to do his coaching badges. He need to do his licensing. There is a theory as well that licensing is flawed. Like licensing doesn't make you a good manager. It means you went on a course for eighteen months and you got your license. Doesn't mean you're a great manager. So there is that kind of theory as well. Uh, I just think with kind of where we stand with it and with Ronaldo and with I think Zidane obviously being the most potential candidate as it stands all of this is going to be driven unfortunately by things that are not to do with football you know like if any of you guys out there watching the show and you love Manchester United and you know United's in your blood and in your veins if you don't get how this football club works by now after all these years I don't understand. So this is why when there's outrage about these things that oh the Glazers are doing things that are not football related really amazing that isn't it you know that's how it goes Cristiano Ronaldo is a license to print money you know when when we're all dead and gone and the Glazers are dead and gone and Manchester United is finished one day in the in the distant distant future the Glazers will only look at their bank balance that's all they'll look at they won't look at Premier League trophies they will look at their bank balance and this is what this football club is and if we all buy into it so Ronaldo becomes manager who's who's to blame here do you get what I'm saying? Now, who is to blame? Because the thing is, the fan base will back it. The fan base will love it. You know, we see it on Twitter. I've only got to say one thing about Cristiano, like he tied his shoelaces up wrong today, and I'll get a thousand tweets of abuse. You know, I don't even have to say anything controversial. So this is how it operates. This is the ecosystem. The Glazers know it. You know, they have people working behind the scenes that do all this. You just said there, you know, like I, I speak to people behind the scenes and all of this. There isn't this whole like, oh, yeah, Cristiano is the next manager. There's no doubt that this is all part of the bigger conversation. And I think that there's definitely this kind of smell that the Glazers would love that. They would re they see it as an easy out. You know, you know, if they don't want to pay the money to get Rogers, you know, if they don't want to pay Zidane, you know, an extra 30 percent to come today. There's always these other options that are that are curveballs that look like, you know, clever business like you know, of a, of a board that knows what they're doing, but ultimately they don't really know what they're doing today. And this is about money. So that's where I stand on it. And that's also why I refuse to get too high and get too low about it. Cause what's the point? We need to see what happens next. If Carrick does a good job on Tuesday. Yeah. See, you're nodding your head already for people that can't see our show and actually just listen. Carrick does a good job on Tuesday. He might get given the job to the end of the season. And that is not like, again, people have said, I've had tweets this morning, people saying, why are the coaching staff not being burned with Ole? It's unfair. It's unfair. It doesn't work like that. 
You know, Ole carries the can because he's the coach. So he has to be sacked. He's gone now. But you might go to see Man United team that performs really well under Michael Carrick. And what will people say, Haydar? This is what Ole should have done. He had Carrick coaching these guys. Now Carrick's doing what, what Carrick wants to do. And United are playing 3-5-2 and it's brilliant. Ronaldo scored 50 goals and United are fourth. Hooray! No. Again, none of these things. I think it's more about a long-term project. United need to get that straight now. And it should come by having a manager like a Klopp or a Guardiola or someone on that ilk. Those two guys are not available, obviously. And you have a football project that's not based around money. That is not going to happen. It is not. It's just where we are now, unfortunately. And if you support Manchester United, these are the things that you have to accept. And you have to hope that someone within the club this is why I liked Ole. I always thought Ole had the best intentions. Always. I really did. And it just didn't work out. You know, I thought he wanted to bring the right players to the right to the football club to win trophies. That's why he was brought in. And it didn't work out. He couldn't find a way. You just said there, maybe you bring a better tactician in. Ronaldo works. Why did Juventus get rid of him? Why did why would the Real Madrid literally wave goodbye to him? Hardly say a word to their greatest icon ever when he left. You know, there are reasons that are pros and cons with Cristiano on a football pitch. The pros is that he's amazing. He's the greatest ever. He's an icon. He scores goals every week. And the cons is that he doesn't do the work. So that's a problem. So whatever coach comes in to Dan one with Ronaldo, and you would expect that he'd find a way with Ronaldo again. But this whole team from back to front, Haydar, has collapsed because it doesn't bloody press. Yeah, and if you don't press, you will lose in the Premier League. It's as simple as that. United have started the season with Ronaldo. The games before he came were not particularly good either. I know people are highlighting that in our comments. That's very true to say for those two games. But it's got progressively worse, hasn't it? As I said, the Man City game, I sat there in my seat and watched Cristiano stand there, hands on hips, in the centre circle, while John Stones just walked around him. And I was like, this is going to get the manager sacked. Because this is not working. This is like fundamentally broken. And what happened? Oleg and Solskjaer is now no longer the manager of Manchester United. I absolutely agree with all these uh, intentions, best intentions at heart to try and make Manchester United work. I absolutely agree with that. And and people that who have said that he hasn't had that is uh, it is sad. And I think you know it does reek of a little bit of bias. But something I do want to talk about, Rob, before we talk about possible candidates, is sentimentality because I think that's riddled within this club. The idea of Ronaldo as a manager is sentimental. The idea that we should have kept Oli to build dynasty when it wasn't working on the pitch. And this is a point. I've seen so many people abuse Oli, and I don't want to go personal. We only talk in facts. We talk about stats. We talk about tactics on this show, Rob. Forget about everything. On the pitch, United were broken. They have been all season. You know, 15, 16 games, and he had to go. It's too much sentimentality with the board, with the fan base. What Manchester United need, essentially, and we've talked about this, the footballing project isn't at the heart, but what Manchester United need is to focus on the football, Rob. That's simply it. Bring the best person who can coach the team, who can, you know, imprint a philosophy and a style of play onto this squad. And that's the basis of where United should be building off. Unfortunately, though, the Glazers don't think like that. The board don't think like that. I mean, if, if the board did care, Rob, about the footballing side of things, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have lost his job in Liverpool. A replacement would have come in. Someone who can go and fight against the likes of Tuchel, Klopp and Pep. And we wouldn't be in the situation now where we're sitting and thinking, who's going to be my United manager? Probably Zidane, Rob, because United are going to go and throw as much money as possible at him. And that's that's how they'll get their man. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it will pan out. But again, I'll just reiterate what I said before, is that United want to win because winning 
equals more money. That's why the Glazers are in the business. That's why they do it. So they're not sat here going, oh, yeah, we're not winning games. We don't care. They don't think like that. They want to win. It's how you win. So as I talked about project terms, is that for two or three years with the recruitment and the structure, I was quite pleased with that. I could see that behind the scenes, they were doing the right things at the right pace. And they got to this summer. And as I said, they bought two key players and then they went and bought the third. And the third was the wrong player. Yeah, everyone got high on it. They love Ronaldo. I get it. But he was the wrong player. And people still won't admit it. Even now, like, hey, do you love Ronaldo? And no one wants to say, you know, it's the kind of, it's the kind of elephant in the room that it was the wrong sign. And everyone's like, well, we'll make it work another way. Because that's what the Glazers are thinking. The Glazers are thinking what you're thinking. We'll just find another way to make it work. Now, Ole, you've done a good job of three years. They've said it in a statement. Thanks a lot, mate. But we've lost games now. So off your pop. They think well, quickly, just one point. Ronaldo isn't the reason why United are conceding four or five goals. Man you United can't say that United are conceding Man goals because they don't press. That's, United are a shambles at the back. That's on the coaching staff. That's on that's on the system. That's not on Ronaldo. So you can say about Ronaldo, yes, okay, maybe you know pressing and, and the attack isn't doing as well. But the fact that United can't defend isn't on Cristiano Ronaldo solely. Who's the first defender in the team? I understand that. I understand that. He's got to press, but he's not the reason why Maguire, Maguire, Lindelof and all the defenders are bunching in and leaving you know, spaces well, you, out you, wide. You, you used the word a minute ago about coincidence. It's coincidence, kind of like Ronaldo's coming, United have collapsed. Is it? They were poor at the end of last season as well, Rob. Yeah, they, were poor, but they, were, they were second. They were unbeaten for a year away from home and they got to Europa League final. Now, now these are not trophies. I get it. But in terms of like we did this show because we wanted to show a kind of curve with either how Man United were doing, if they were improving tactically or whether they were getting worse. So week by week by week, we did that. We broke that down. That's why we did the show. It's why I always said that I wanted to do a tactical show like that. This year, the tactics have completely collapsed with the same players in, in whole and with the same kind of tactics, with a nuanced way of playing. And United have made this about one guy at the top of the pitch. I've said it. If you don't press from the front, think about Liverpool, right? If Liverpool's front three don't do the work they do at the top of the pitch, you know, Virgil van Dijk suddenly looks a really bad defender, right? That's how it works. Football starts at the top of the pitch. Your first defender is your striker. Back in the day when you had Wayne Rooney doing that job or Carlos Tevez or a player like that, that's how you worked it. Now, this is what United have been searching for for the last year or two, is that people go, oh, Martial, well, does he do the work? No, he shouldn't be number nine. Is Mason going to do it? Oh, 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 oh. Then you go and buy a striker that absolutely doesn't do it. Do you think that's going to affect results? Of course it will. So you might go and score goals because that guy is a great goal scorer, but defending starts at the top of the pitch. And when you're a centre-back, you are looking at everything in front of you. That's how you make your own position up. So if the structure is there for you to do your job, you do your job. And you can see at United that that has been skewed. The whole back four is disarranged, not because they don't know the tactics. It's because the shape of the team is broken from the top. And people are walking through the midfield and then they're getting to Harry Maguire and going, I'm going to run you because you're slow. That's not good, Haydar. So, yeah, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to fix that. And he's that's not my fixed point. it. He yeah, but that's the point. It. But this, this whole thing is that football, you know, it's not just binary. Football fans just see it as a binary thing. This doesn't work. You lose games, so the world's terrible. It doesn't work like that. I've watched these games, and I've seen that from the top, that United have been getting beaten from the top of the press. That's where they've been getting beaten, is that fullbacks have been going, United don't press. 
I'm going up on this on my fullbacks right up there. You know, they're not going to hurt us back here because they're not running, they're not working, they're jog, they're joggers. All of this stuff starts at the top of the pitch, Adar. Look at Bruno Fernandes. Since he's been at the football club, a brilliant presser of the ball. Fantastic. Works hard. This year, rubbish. Terrible. Awful. Now, is that because Bruno's decided not to do it? Or is it because the tactics but, but Rob, don't, what, what don't did, reflect it? What, who, I don't know which player it was. Guys, in the comments, please drop that in, in the name in the comments. One player turned around and says, it was Bruno. We don't press. So that, but that's the point. United aren't have never really been a pressing but side under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. How do you press with Ronaldo? How do you? Do but we it? weren't Tell pressing me. before. We weren't pressing before. Yeah, okay, well, what, the next manager what, comes in, if we don't press, we're not going to win games. They might come in. You might be able to put a plaster over the cut and stop the bleeding. But if Zidane comes in, plays four three three, and plays a low block or something like a low block, we are not going to win games. You're not going to catch Liverpool or City without pressing. The best teams in this league, even down to Brighton, who do it now. And you go down, you see Watford. Teams that actually come up and press you higher up win football matches. It's not rocket science. You need a striker that will work the press and work with the team. It starts at the top. Cristiano will not press. So that's a problem, isn't it? It's a fundamental issue. You might be able to get Ronaldo in and let him score 100 goals if you get the ball to him on the edge of the box, Haydar. Still might lose games, and that's where Ole is. Is that Ronaldo has been a success in goal scoring, hasn't he? He scored goals, no problem with that. I've got no issue with Cristiano, but you need a striker that works with the press. That's why you've not been able to play Jaden Sancho because you haven't got a striker that presses, so the second wave press doesn't work. So you then bin the second wave press because you haven't got a first wave press. All these things matter. Then you're the centre backs watching it all happen in front of you, thinking. Oh my God, they're going to be us in two seconds, and now I'm going to look like a right mug. And you see that the back four look completely mugged off because they're not getting any protection. So, how does this work, Haydar? Tactically, we do a tactical show. I'm interested in those things. And I think this is the whole thing about what comes next is that if you just want to rerun what we've been doing for 15 games, ain't going to work. No way. You might get a little uptick, you might find that results improve a little bit. But I want a long-term project. I want to know that United is safe for two, three, four, five, ten years and that there's going to be a philosophy at the football club. There is no philosophy. You must press. If you don't press, you will lose games and we see it all the time. That is a tactical observation. But Robert, so we talk about this. So this is why I wanted Antonio Conte because I looked mm. at the squad and Antonio Conte isn't a pressing, isn't an aggressive pressing manager. Rob, it's more about containment. They do still press, but they don't press aggressively from the front. The first way press isn't the main part of their press. But when I have a look at, let's say for example, Zidane, let's move on to Zidane because we're going to talk about the candidates. Zinedine Zidane, when Ronaldo was there, he masked over Ronaldo's lack of pressing. Sir Alex Ferguson did it with Ronaldo and us with Rooney and Tevez. But this is a point. I see people say uh, Mason can't press, Mason refuses to press, Rashford refuses to press, Martial refuses to press. No, that's not that's not the case. These players are not incapable of doing it. They're instructed not to do it, and that's my point. I'm not saying that Ronaldo isn't an issue, even when he's not fully pressing the system. It doesn't mean it's not an issue. Zidane masked over it. Zidane also masked over the fact that Modric and Tony Kroos are aging, and he masked over the fact he pushed Modric up into a 4-4-2 out of possession. That's what I'm trying to say, that there was no... Oli didn't show any sort of tactical analysis or flexibility to be like, right, this isn't working. This is what we've got to do. And then you go and play Liverpool and we're playing a one-man press where one no, nearest person to the ball goes and presses, leaving gaps. This is my point. We, we, we don't know whether a manager can come in and mask over Ronaldo because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer never did that. That's my point. I'm not saying Ronaldo's suddenly going to go and press like Bobby Firmino because he's not going to do that. But we haven't seen whether a manager can make it work. 
that's why I wanted Antonio Conte. I said this to you because I knew that the fact is that Ronaldo isn't going to press, but in that system, at least would be solid. There'd be some defensive sort of uh, flexibility as well, out of possession. That's kind of my point I'm coming from. I'm not saying I agree with you. Ronaldo isn't going to suddenly go and press like, uh, you know, like Antonio, for example, or someone like that. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to do a show today about why it went wrong because we know it went wrong. It's over. It's finished. Ole's gone. Ole got his tactics wrong. Yeah, so now we're saying who's next. So if you're going to do the same thing because these players don't work as term as chemistry, like you're saying there, can you find a way? Now, we saw with United at Tottenham that they played that kind of 3-5-2. It did work. You beat Tottenham, but Tottenham are absolute garbage as well. So there's no, no kind of glory there. So you could go and play a 3-4-3 for the rest of the season, kind of work on those things and find a way. But if you're still doing the same thing, that the team has to be about one guy at the top of the pitch who doesn't do the workload that you desperately need. Like you just said there about Conte. I just don't believe that. When I watched Inter lots last year and their strikers do tons of really good work that you don't see at Manchester United. Yeah, you saw that Lukaku was working hard. He's ever worked before. He slimmed down. He's running like a dog. And you look at kind of Lutero with him as well. Really good players that work in good areas of the football pitch. Hey, Dar, that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with Manchester United is that they don't work in good areas of the football pitch. And there's parts of it is that when you're out without the ball, you have to do a certain amount of energy and work. You've got to put it on there. United don't do that. And that's fallen away. So United have started off the season with a bit more of a high energy game. And you've seen that that's dissipated to the point of Watford. And that's taken 15 games to get there. Now, Ole's tactics weren't a wholesale press. But the times United did press, like I remember one game against Villarreal in the Champions League, I was there. United pressed quite high up the pitch and Villarreal walked through the press. And we've sat, sat there going, the reason why they didn't do it is that they, they can't do it. They find it hard to do that game and then be themselves and find Ronaldo and then find ways of winning football matches. And that was an issue. And you saw Villarreal just literally tottered through them and if you're a manager you get you get the red flag then you're like see the red flag flying you're like i need to i need to lock this down and find a way and i think that's where ollie's hurt himself is that all of that was too conservative you know for him you need a coach that comes in Haydar, and says right today we're going to learn how to press and it's going to take us months and we're going to start today but united are not going to get that united are not going to get that manager it's going to be right you've got the manager's job can you service Ronaldo? And any manager who comes in will obviously say yes. Brendan Rogers, Zidane, anyone is going to say, of course, I will do it. Give me a lot of money and I'll give it a go. But I'm telling you in football terms, there is a reason why Juventus sold Ronaldo. There's a reason why Real Madrid let Ronaldo go when he was still banging in goals like crazy hat-tricks, doubles, 50, 60, 70 a season. They still let him go, Haydar. There is an issue tactically on the pitch. It's not Ronaldo's fault. He will play his game. He comes to the club. He tells you what he is. And that's what he is. That's what he does. But the manager's just been sacked, Haydar. There's a reason. The whole club has collapsed from the top to the bottom. And it's the team. Every player this season is worse. And you can blame that on Ole. Because it's the manager, Rob. Because better well, players see. came in. Let's and, see. And... Okay, let's well, we'll see. have to like, see. You'll get, you'll get another manager now. Like Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? You get Zidane, and if at the end of the season it still hasn't worked, or it's even worse, or there's another, or Rogers comes in, an acute tactical coach who's really good at those things of drilling teams and playing aggressively, playing a high press, second wave, first wave, can do all of that. You bring in Rogers, and if he can't do it, then what do you say? Oh, we'll sack you next. So this is the merry-go-round. This is the problem. So this is why the whole thing with Ole was about giving him time. And I'd rather a coach come in next. 
that's got time to build again in football terms. Well, I'm telling you, that ain't going to happen because it's not what the Glazers want to do. And we're going to be doing this show on repeat in a year's time going, it's a bit like the Pogba question, isn't it? Like people look at Pogba and we, 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 um, we back Pogba and we say that he can do these things, but he's not so good at these things. And there's a lot of people that are just like, get rid of him. And I think it's going to be like that with Ronaldo in a year or two. I think he's going to stay at the club. People are going to be like, he scores goals. United are like eighth. And United are out of every cup competition. United are out of the Champions League. But Ronaldo's here. It's like... And there'll be some fans Robert, that are satisfied Rob, with I that. Think, I there'll think, be some I fans really, that are satisfied with that. You're, I think you're really, really uh, not giving enough credence, enough um, sort of uh, weight into the fact that the manager, there was absolute zero system, Rob, this season, as in it was just an absolute mess. A manager that can come in and organise his side. I think these are good players. This is where I'm sitting. These are players that we're seeing, we're seeing the man absolute bottom level, Rob. And how can every single player look poor? It contributes towards the manager, the system, the tactics. So I'm not going to sit here and say that all of these players are problems because I'm looking at the squad and seeing, I'm seeing the strengths and I'm also seeing the weaknesses. We know the midfield's a problem. But I, I don't sit and share the same view that, you know, Manchester United, you know, everything is doom and gloom. We can't do this, can't do that. I want to see a better manager come in, a better tactician, a better coach come in. And then I'll, I'll make the judgment. I just think it's I too... Agree. I like what, what are we disagreeing on? What we disagreeing on? I agree with you 100%. 100% uh, we're disagreeing on you. the fact that May United can't be a pressing side because now Ronaldo is disagreeing with the Ronaldo point. This is the difference. This is the whole thing. Because you just said, though, I don't think the squad is bad. And I agree with you. I don't think the squad is bad. I think tactically, they've looked ruined this year playing a system that they've played for three years, 4 2 3 1, that they know like the back of their hand. And suddenly they can't play it because of the nuance. Because things have moved around in that system. And you've done it to accommodate a 36-year-old striker. Now, it's not Ronaldo. I keep, I've got, I hate this. I have to keep saying the same stuff over and over again. It's not Ronaldo's fault. But, but you can see that the team has been fractured from top to bottom. Defending starts at the top of the pitch. Yeah, your midfield backs that up and your defence then keeps, keeps the line. Someone put there in the comments about Bobby Firmino at Liverpool that Van Dijk suddenly doesn't look like a, a bad uh, player if Firmino doesn't press. It's so, so backwards. It comes from the top. If you do that right at the top, then your centre-backs have got time to be in the but right Van, Van Dijk isn't doing what Maguire does. That was the other part of the comment. The game. Yeah, because he's better. He's better yeah, than Maguire. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, is that Liverpool last year, when they had injuries, couldn't do what they normally do. And they lost six games in a row at home. So, like, it happens because that was a personnel change. But if you can't play your system correctly, like Oli's is 4 2 3 1, he couldn't play it correctly this year, then you lose games. And that's what's happened at United. Klopp lost games last year. Is Klopp a bad manager? No, of course he's not. If Liverpool Liverpool got a bad squad, no, they haven't. But they had enough injuries to compromise their formation and their system, and they lost lots of games. And that's why I look at United. I look at United, played a 4 2 3 1 that came second last year and got to a European final. And this year, Hayden, they can't pass a ball. So there is something that is broken and you can only look at the new additions and look at why Sancho hasn't played, why Van der Beek hasn't played. Why has Oli not been able to tweet these things when it's been so bad? Because the obvious choice would have been to play him, wouldn't it? Obvious choice is to go get but Sancho is, in is there. Is that not on Oli, it's all over, loyal, over, over loyalty towards certain players. I mean, yesterday, Van der Beek came on, Rob. We've been, we've been critical of Van der Beek. He's loyal to Ronaldo and Bruno. He's loyal to, to the players that you know. Maguire? United fans want to see Ronaldo and Bruno play every game. They do. It's the truth. Maguire, you could have dropped him, but then who do you play? Bailly? No thanks. You know, this is a problem. Bring back two and Zabi. You know, there's options, but they're not always good options. So that's the whole thing. Maguire, 
you know, sold his manager down a river yesterday. It happened. But Maguire then did play quite well for England two days before. So Ole carries the can. I'm with you. He gets sacked. He controls the tactics. He controls the team's results are on his neck. That's why he's gone. And it's the right thing to do. But now we've got to say, well, why are these things wrong? Tactically, acutely, with nuance. You know, we can't just say, oh, well, another tactician will come in and it will all just work. It no, won't. no, of, it course, take of course not. Of course this not. This season's but... a write-off probably. Like, we might yeah. win games now, right? You might bring a tactician. It might look a little bit better and you might get fourth. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, we're kind of getting there again. What are we going to do next year? You know, he's still got Ronaldo, still won't press, still won't do stuff. You can't move on unless you have the right players to play the right system. It's just my opinion that United need to be a pressing team because that is what I've seen in football works. You know, in this day and age, teams that play a visceral 4-3-3 with two-wave press, win games, win titles. You do get, like you just said about Conte, Conte's team did play high up the pitch. You know, that inter-team did push from the width and pushed really high up. And they went and did their business up there. They weren't a Mourinho low block with 10 players behind the ball. They weren't. They really were not that. And that's why I wanted Conte at United. I said, he won't do that. He'll 3-4-3. Three, three. Chelsea were not a team that sat back when he won the title. They were exciting. They won games. He played 3-4-3. Three, three. It was not a defensive system. It's just that he sorted the defence out. That was the other side of it. So like Tuchel, Chelsea really boring for like 20 games. But they won the Champions League. This year, they're at the top of the league. They're still quite boring in some elements. Do you get what I mean? But they're building. They're, they're under a manager that you expect will get there to kind of where they want to be in terms of the football. Uh, and that's the issue for me with United now is that you've got to bring in the right guy. But I have no faith that the Glazers will do that because that is not their mandate. My final point on this, Rob, before we talk about the possible candidates, is that when you look at Thomas Tuchel, what he's done at Chelsea, a lot of people were talking about how bad Rudiger is under under. Lampard, how bad these players were, etc. Top manager comes in, has a system, has a style of play, organises them, plays to the strengths of the squad, and they went when they won the Champions League. They've only added a couple of players. Lukaku hasn't even played a lot of the season. So this is my point that I, I don't subscribe to that. There's quality in this squad. There are weaknesses. A top manager should be able to come in, see the weaknesses, and right, I'm going to tweak this here, tweak this there, play this system because I don't have a defensive midfielder, for example. And that's that's kind of how I'm seeing it. And that's... I mean, look, Oli and Lampard's tenures almost mirror each other. I think Solskjaer was more successful yeah. and uh, I think he did a better job. But there are definitely similarities. We've spoken about this before. But let's move on, Rob. Otherwise, we'll be talking all day about this. And, uh, you know, we agree on the on the foundation of it, but I think we disagree on a few things there. But uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> as, long as, people can sing, as long as people can sing the song, they're happy. And I see this whole Trafford. You know, I've seen it when Ronaldo didn't play against Everton, people were crying. It's like, what? Come and support the team. Don't support the player. Come and support everyone. So that's why I, I have that opinion. I'm not cynical in that way, but I'm I'm looking at it for me purely tactical. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, guys, get your preferred manager in the comments. I want to hear who you believe should be the manager. Look, the, the obvious name, Zinedine Zidane, Brendan Rodgers. You're hearing stuff about Luis Enrique today. Pochettino has been mentioned. He's still under contract. Ten Hag is the one who's the fan favourite. Um, let's talk about Zidane first, Rob, and let's talk about more of what you've heard. So last week we obviously had a chat and uh, Zindine Zidane was speaking to Manchester United, rejected it. His wife doesn't also want to move to Manchester. Classic, classic Manchester United where he rejects them. Manchester United gets smashed by Watford and Man United obviously come back and it's almost like, right, we'll give you whatever you want. You'll have the extra 30% on your wage. We'll give you all the assurances, etc. Where are Man United sitting with the Zidane sort of question at the moment? Are they going to be able to get him in? 
18 month contract, Rob. A lot of people go, Oh, we got to build a dynasty. We've got to have, you know, a manager here who's here who's going to do the Manchester United sort of, uh, uh, sorry, the Sir Alex Ferguson sort of model. I'm seeing here, Rob, and if you give him an 18 month contract, I'm absolutely fine with that. Conte's got an 18 month contract to Spurs. Tuchel's got an 18 month contract. I believe Pochettino had an 18 month contract. We went to PSG initially, he signed an extension. I'm okay with that. I don't need someone to be here and build something for six years. If Manchester United can get the right appointment and they can win, I'm happy with that. But I don't trust the ownership. So I have no idea really, you know, where this is going to go. I think Zidane is the obvious one. We've had that discussion. It seems that way. And we will discuss Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, his stock is low now. And we saw that on Twitter yesterday with people going in on Rodgers. But uh, where are Manchester United at with Zinedine Zidane? Well, can you imagine if we picked a manager on Twitter, you know, do a poll and there's your manager. It's kind of... It would be wow. Ten Hag, Rob. That's who it would be. Well, you say that, but I, you said you called it fan favourite. A certain section of Man United fans on Twitter like Ten Hag. You know, I've spoke to loads of United fans away from Twitter. Not one person mentions Ten Hag to me. Most people don't watch Ajax. So there, there, there is part of that. I think if he was the manager, people would be happy, you know, but... You know, if Ten Hag walked past you in the street, you wouldn't, would probably wouldn't recognise him. You know, most United fans wouldn't. He could walk around Old Trafford. He'd just look like another fan. So that's not to kind of besmirk uh, Ten Hag. He's a very good coach. But I'm kind of looking at from from the Zidane angle where it is. Zidane um, was approached in the last week about becoming Manchester United manager. He was interested to talk. So that was the first thing. He did want to talk to United. It wasn't like a complete no. Um, United had discussions with him. We don't really obviously know the depth of that. That's private conversations. And we know that Zidane, you know, nicely said, no, thanks. No, thank you. Not at the moment. He is learning English. We know this. That's a fact. And we also know that he has other aspirations. England has never been on his, his checklist. He's never really been that interested in the Premier League. Never was as a player. Never was as a coach. And it's also the other side of it, that if he came to Manchester United, would his tactics really work? You know, could he get Man United winning a Premier League title? That's a huge question. He's won Champions League titles. He's won titles in Spain. But could he win the Premier League? I think that's a proper question to ask that takes more than a yes or a no. He understands that. Man United now are in the case where they're so bad on the pitch that they've had to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So as I said, that was coming. We knew that. The board had lost faith in him. And it's now your choices. So Zidane fits the model. The Galactico guy. He'll fit with Ronaldo. You could bring him in. I don't care about contracts. I have to keep saying this. 18-month, two-year, 10-year, 100 years, I don't care. Because when you sack him, you have to pay it off anyway. So it might be six months. It might be whatever. You know, David Moyes was, had like an eight-year contract or seven-year contract. You know, Pardew had a contract eight years at Newcastle. They're all crazy things, but I don't care about them as a fan. I'm really not interested. What I'm interested in is kind of making sure the project's okay. And I think Zidane would fit the model of thinking that if Ronaldo was going to be coach, a coach in the future or a future Man United manager, that the succession plan works with Zidane. So if you get Zidane and he comes for a year or two or three or even longer, we don't know, be successful, then you've got someone lined up already there with him, someone that he knows and that he can kind of mentor and kind of get through that period of the next year or two or three. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be more combustible that at United. I think there's more bad days to come than good. And I think it's going to be hard this season to get results with the way that the system is set up. Um, and I don't think Zidane looks at that and goes, I want a bit of that. You know, I'm on holiday at the moment. You know, I've got a load of money in my bank. Do I really fancy that now? So I think that's the, the kind of problem that United have to face saying that. Um, 
Judge is a very good negotiator, and if the if the Glazers put the money on the table, they'll be able to put a deal together for, for Zidane that will tempt him. I said this tonight at the start of the season again, that if you went for Zidane, you'd have to pay top, 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 top dollar. And then he might go, hmm, the Premier League. Let's have a go. And he's got a good squad there. You know, if he takes his squad over and he wants to play it, but there's still massive holes, isn't there? It still doesn't solve the midfield issue, does it? It doesn't solve the pressing issue. If you can't do those two fundamental bits on a football pitch, I don't care who your coach is, you know, you're not going to win games. You could be Klopp or Guardiola with this squad. And if they don't press and you've got no midfield, you don't win. I think... Um... An important thing to look at as well is look at Conte with Spurs. Reject them in the summer and then they obviously they came back. They were more desperate and they managed to find a deal. Conte money. would have had insurance and it's money. Absolutely. So, yeah. look, I, I see a lot of people saying that, you know, I'm not convinced. Uh, I want a manager who doesn't want to be here. Look, they're professionals at the end of the day. I think it's more of a case, Rob, with players rather than managers, isn't it, in that case? I saw a but lot I agree with that. No, no, Sanchez. I don't jump in. I don't want to jump in. I agree with that. I really don't. I don't want Zidane if he doesn't really want to do it. Like if Zidane's coming to do the money because he's Zinedine Zidane, I don't really want him. I really don't. I want a coach who's going to come in. And like you talk there about nostalgia and Fergie and the United way and all of these things. And we've discussed that to death. Absolutely. But I do want a coach that is invested in doing it. You know, like if you, if people say this, if you want to get a bus driver to drive a bus, what do you do? You hire someone that can drive a bus. Okay, that's cool. But this is not a bus. This is something different. This is a culture. It's a football club. You know, it's, it's so many things that go with it. Tactics are the most important thing on a football pitch. 100% is why we do this show. But we don't know that Zinedine Zidane's got the tactics for this job. We just know he's got European Cup stuffed in his pocket. So that's a good start. People talk about CVs, but I always look at it more laterally. And that's why I, I look at Zidane. I'm not sure he's the right choice. I'm really not. He's, he's good. Not great. You know. Is he truly better than He's got a fantastic had? backroom staff, Rob. I think that's one of the keys. That was Are they all the going to come with him? Are they available? Well, well, that, well that, that's obviously a discussion to have. I mean, look, United need to do a full clear out. All of them need to go. Carrick, McKenna, Phelan, all of them need to go when the new manager comes in, in my opinion. Let the new manager come in and bring who he wants to bring in. And when you're looking at yeah. the backroom staff, though, as well, Rob, and that's one of Ollie's downfalls. We we looked at his backroom staff, and obviously he has a lot of trust and over loyalty, but someone who with a bit more you know a bit more of an older head you know with a bit more tactics or, or even an up and coming manager or coach would have been massive for for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hindsight but, hindsight no but hindsight. people have been saying this no. i've been saying this everyone's been saying this for months robert this is not something which yeah. uh, you know it's just been said Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did the intangibles the man management bit the managing of the club well but he didn't do the tactical side he didn't coach the side he left that to Carrick McKenna etc that, you but you know, have to live and die by the sword. If you're the manager, you have to make that choice. And that's why he got choice. sacked. And he that's got sacked. He got so that's why yeah. I'm not sat here in tears. So this, this is the whole thing. Hindsight is beautiful. And like I said, let's not think about why it hasn't worked. It's done. It's finished. It's dead. It's in a coffin. Yeah, it's going to get buried and it's gone. So let's forget. So I look at that and I, this is what I mean. The, the conversation, all these shows today that we're doing stuff about Man United will all be emotion. It will be people going... I told you so. I don't like Ole. Ole out, Ole out. And we'll be talking about why this all is. I've already seen journalists go online today and say, oh, he was offered the chance to change his backroom staff and blah, blah, blah. blah. The Glazers don't do that. They don't offer that. It's his choice. He needs to make that choice. He stuck with Carrick and McKenna because they were favoured at the club. They were 100% favoured at the club. But Ole makes that choice. He made the choice to bring in Mike Phelan. It's his choice. That's why he's been sacked. 
today. So that's the point is that you move the manager on because he gets to call on that. Not the, the board don't get to call. The board haven't been saying, do you know what? Do you want Carlos Kiros this week? Do you, do, you, do you want someone a bit older, an older head? That you know, does does age equate to being brilliant? You know, don't tell Nagelsmann that. You know, so these things I don't think wash. Do you know what I mean to me? And and that's why it's kind of a lot of conflated opinion, I think. Because I, I think that Ole could have done lots of things differently. The first thing he should have done differently is that he should have got his shape and his pressing and his tactics right. That would have been good. Got himself, a, got himself you know? a midfielder as well. You, that would have been United a played. Press. United played with a press in pre-season, right? They played with a press and they did it quite well. You know, Van der Beek looked quite good. We were kind of going, oh, this looks promising. United never did it in the season. So you, I, I would love to hear what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reasons for that were, but there were reasons. And we just, obviously, it's not worth kind of debating stuff we don't know. All we know is that it didn't happen and there were reasons behind it. Let's move on to Rogers, Rob. His stock is very low at the moment. Um, classic, classic case of, well, he lost yesterday. He shouldn't be anywhere near the Manchester United job. I do see some relevance in terms of the fact that the defensive record is very, very poor this year. But uh, he's still a very, very good manager. He was the supposed first choice for a long time. It looked like it was going to happen. Manchester United were going to play that release clause. But obviously, as the Manchester United board always do, they panic. They sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They look around, okay, who can we give the most money to? So, Dan, this is so textbook Manchester United. I'm not even shocked that this is the case. You're a big fan of Rodgers. You prefer him to Sedan. Where are Manchester United on that uh, sort of part? Uh, okay, let's I'm step away from the big fan of Rodgers thing. I think Brendan Rodgers is an excellent coach. I think he is a world-class standing in terms of when you look at tactics of how a manager manages incrementally, that he's the guy that can get you to where you want to be in your project. That's how I feel about it. Do I think he's the right coach for Man United, for the Glazers? Probably not. Is he the right for the whole Man United fan base? Probably not. You know, this club is a soap opera and Brendan Rodgers is like the worst actor in the world. So it's not going to work, is it, for the Man United soap opera guys? And it's kind of people who do, again, their channels based around drama. So I think with Brendan is that you kind of, you bring into the team, he could fix a lot of things that we're talking about. He can't magically change certain players to do certain things. I'm not going to mention the CR7 word again. I'm just not going to do it. It's pointless. So he would have to find a way to win with what they've got at the moment. That would be the first case scenario, come in and fix stuff. But like you just said there, his stock is very low. Leicester are not playing particularly well. They haven't played since the start of the season. They've been very slow starters this year. They've had injuries. You know, they've had a prop, they've had problems as well. And he's played different systems. So he hasn't really done the 4-1-4-1 this season. He's kind of more relied on a 4-2-3-1. Tillersman's dropping a lot deeper than Indeedy being in there. But you can see that even that function that was working last year and the year before isn't really kind of clicking this year. And I watched Indeedy in the last game and he was, he was rubbish. It was awful. Yet most Man United play, most Man United fans would say, yeah, go and pay 100 million for Ndidi. So you, you look at that, you have to find the right system. I don't think that Rogers would come to United and do anything revolutionary. I don't think he would kind of break stuff down or play systems that we haven't seen before or anything like that. I think he would kind of coach it through into the players over a long period of time. But then, hey, Dale, that stings, doesn't it? Because you still lose games. You're still not really where you want to be. And this is, I think, where we stand at the moment. That's a problem. And there's a lot of United fans, I think, that will, uh, that will treat Rodgers a hundred times worse than they treated Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You know, there's been people saying Ole out since day one and they've been vile to him vile, horrible fan base, you know, exercising its own ego based around what it wants rather than what the club needs. 
And I think that would be the same with Rodgers, ex-Liverpool manager, quite a demure guy, quite quiet, doesn't really kind of give box office. He's not Jose. He doesn't give any of those things like Van Gaal. And I think he'd be immediately disadvantaged because of all of those things. Yeah, I'd agree on that point about the, the vile sort of abuse. And uh, it's going to carry on with probably someone like Rogers if he's the next manager. I mean, it's just that vicious cycle of toxicity. Rob, let's just touch on a couple more. I'm going to throw out three more names at you. Laurent Blanc, Athletic said Laurent Blanc was someone that United are considering as an interim. I don't want that. Just don't go down that route. Get the manager that you want now. Um, I would also, I want to mention Ten Hag as well because he is someone that has been mentioned. Very good manager, very good tactician. I'm a fan of his, but my worry is that the structure of the club is just abysmal. And he's, you know, he does rely on Van der Sar and Overmars to have that structure of the club. He is an Ajax man through and through. And then you have uh, Luis Enrique, who's being mentioned today. Fantastic manager. The the downsides are that he is he's at the World He's going to be at the World Cup. He's going to take his country to the World Cup. So I don't see anything happening probably until after the World Cup. You know, you're looking at 18 months' time. Have you heard anything regarding these? I mean, look, are May United possibly even going to give character to the end of the season, which I really hope they don't? And wait for someone and maybe have one eye on what Pochettino's doing at the moment at PSG because there's every possibility he could leave the season at the end of the season, you know, if he doesn't win the Champions League, which I don't think PSG will. So where are Man United on those uh, those names? Why do you think PSG won't win the Champions League? Because they're they not the best do. side. I don't think they're going to win the Champions side. League. Chelsea won it last year. Were they the best side in Europe? I don't, see, I don't see PSG winning the Champions League. And if he doesn't win the Champions League, he can very much get sacked. Yeah, totally. Look, look, again, I, I hope we don't, like, in this next few weeks or how long it takes. I do think Carrick might be in charge a lot longer than people are comfortable with because it all depends on results, doesn't it? If he, if he say he wins the next five, he will be in charge till the end of the season. 100%, million percent. That's how it will go. United will take their time. They'll pull back. They will do. That's what they do. Conservative board acting conservatively. It's not a shock. Um, but I think when you kind of look at those names and you go across it, you know, Ten Hag, really good coach. Um, is he elite? Well, he's part of the Ajax system. Ajax have their own philosophy. It's been in place for 50-odd years. He's part of that system. He does that. He would have the same issues at Man United that Rodgers will have or Ranić or, or any coach that wanted to build a proper football team. <laughs> it sounds terrible, doesn't it? But it's kind of how it is. If you're a proper coach and you could start from scratch, like if I was there going as, as a Man United manager, I would want certain things in place and I'd want to do it my way and I'd want to find a way to, to create a winning team. And it wouldn't include Cristiano. Sorry, guys. So I think Ten Hag would be the same. And I think Ten Hag would, would want a, a striker that didn't press. He just wouldn't. So he is not going to get the job. That's why I don't think he'll get the job because I don't think it fits the Glazers' agenda. Um, Rogers is kind of the, mo the moderate candidate in terms of Premier League experience. They've already talked to Leicester. They'll find a way to get him out of that football club. But his stock is low because Leicester are bad. The United fan base won't like that. You look at kind of the other names. You say Pochettino. Pochettino's already at football club, signed a new deal. And, and like PSG are quite good. So they might win a title. They might go and win a Champions League. He might still be there for a period that's longer than United can actually exercise its right to look for a coach. So I don't think about Pochettino at all. And I don't think Poch is there at home now in Paris going, oh, look at that bonfire at Man United. I'm really up for that. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he's interested in that, even though he would take the job if he was free, probably. But he's not free and he's not going to be free for, for the foreseeable. And then you've got a whole list of interims and... All of that. Darren Fletcher might be a guy that they look to in terms of the short term. You're nodding like this, but this is the Glazers. 
is how it goes. And there are other coaches with, in terms of, like you said there, Enrique. Enrique is doing really well with Spain. So let's see what happens there. Does Enrique really want to get back into the cut and thrust of top tier? He does want to get back into club management. That has been said. Barcelona job is gone now with Xavi. So there are, there is an option. He's very expensive though, Rob. You know, his salary, I remember Arsenal were looking at him, I believe, or was it Chelsea? 17 million a year. Again, um, let's not talk about. Let's not. Talk, we don't know about co- contracts and wages. It doesn't matter. What matters is, does he want to do it? That's a bigger thing. Yet for me, it's really important that the coach who comes in is not coming for a two-year holiday to Manchester to earn twenty million quid. I'm not interested in that. I want a coach who's going to come for a little bit longer and build a football club again. Because the whole thing with Oleg and Solskjaer was that that was at least a remit. It didn't work. He went for the right reasons. So if if, if uh, Enrique came to Man United, I want him to think like that. Is he thinking like Klopp? Is he thinking like Guardiola? I'm not sure. I'm really not. He's a good coach. But you know what? I covered Barcelona a lot while he was manager, yeah, for work. And that Barcelona team, it weren't great. It was all right. And he had Messi and he could do stuff. But the tactics were not great. Like you weren't watching it going... This is a master tactician. Now, he's done really well with Spain. He's brought a lot of youth through. And Fantastic he's got, for Spain, Rob. He's got. He, he looks better. They look better tactically. Like, Spanish side. They look better, but you, know, you say fantastic, but such a short little postage stamp of time. You know, like let's see what happens in the in the next major championships. You know, I think the whole thing with Enrique is that he is a good coach. He did he did well at Barcelona. There were reasons, obviously, why he left Barcelona and personal reasons, but. Um, is he the right guy for United? I don't, I really don't know. And that's using all my big football brain in there and looking at football facts. I want someone that's going to build the club. I would take Ten Hag tomorrow. I would take Ranić. I would take Rogers. I'd take all of those. I'm not that sure about Zidane, but I think he's probably the front runner. I would take Enrique, but I'm not 100% sure about him. I want someone who's going to come in and actually do the job over a much longer-term basis. Because that's how you build a good football club. You've got to say to like Jurgen Klopp, you've got five years. Build it. Build it and they will come. And I want that kind of manager at Manchester United. I don't want this kind of short-termism of, you got Ronaldo for 18 months to go and win. It doesn't work. You won't win. And it will just end in tears. And that's kind of where we stand today in this whole manager debacle. And I feel sorry for Ole in that way, you know, but at the same time, he failed in his job in the in this season and it was the right time to move on. And this is why the Glazers have held fire, because what's the choice? We're sat here as fans going, well, we've got choices, but who do we really want? No one really, truly knows at the moment. Final word, Rob. Uh, obviously, thanking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for the work that he's done at Manchester United. The first couple of years, you know, it looked like we we're on an upward trajectory. He has left a much better squad behind. Ultimately, you know, it, his, his tactics were showing up. Uh, he wasn't elite. Um, I think he has been in some ways left left to hang out to draw it, you know, sort of in terms of the way that he was kept on after that Liverpool result. He was a dead man walking. You know, we did say that on previous masterclasses. I think Manchester United will very much regret the fact that, you know, four weeks before whatever it was, uh, Antonio Conte was desperate for this job. I think he would have been the right choice and the best choice at that time that was available. And uh, United have missed the boat on that respect. But... Um, I mean, forward-looking now, United have to win the Champions League game, don't they, against Villarreal? They have to They have to get out of the group, and I'm not confident that we're going to do that. But there's a really, some really good players here, and they can They can play much better than what they're showing. I thought Van der Beek was a really, really big positive yesterday. I thought Sancho had a decent game as well. 
Um, and there's talent there, Rob, to to really sort of build off. I think Harry Maguire, uh, whoever comes in, they have to do something about the captaincy in that respect. I don't think he should be the Manchester United captain. He's not had a good season. I don't think he exudes the sort of uh, character that I would like as captain, Rob. That's my personal opinion. You can disagree with that. I'm not saying that we go and strip him in. You don't know him, no. Speed. You don't know him. <laughs> well, from what I've seen, what did Bruno Fernandes do yesterday? What did Bruno Fernandes do yesterday is what a captain does, Rob. That's what a captain does. And, and, and Harry Maguire has not shown any of that during his time at Manchester United. So that's what I, that's what I would like to see, personally, when the new manager comes in. But uh, all in all, you know, it's I'm not sitting here delighted because you know, I wanted a change. I'm not sitting here delighted because of the fact that I know what we have above us is absolute shambles. This board is an absolute shambles. They don't make footballing decisions. Football isn't the priority. Success isn't the priority. It's about money. So that's why I'm not sitting here absolutely, you know, joyous because, you know, it's never nice to see someone lose their job. But Oli had to go. And that's the reality. And I'm not going to sit here and say anything otherwise. He had to go. It was inevitable. The United have not played well. And I think the, you know, this is the whole thing. I'm not going to scapegoatism, the, the captain or individuals, but I do think the senior playing staff as a whole have failed under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I include that as Cristiano. I include that with Bruno. Like you said about Bruno being a captain. Do you know, I'm not interested in him doing that, like going, it's all of us. I'm interested in him having an impact. Go and sort your own game out and go and sort your your kind of chemistry out with the players around you. That's what I'm interested in. That's the professional way of looking at it. I don't want players coming out on Twitter going, oh, I'm very sorry, I didn't play very well today. Boo-hoo-hoo. Because you just get this kind of pull and push all the time, don't you? It's just like, you know, it's, it's action and reaction and it's rubbish. It's just utter rubbish. What matters is playing good football. You need the tactics to have good football and that's what Ole, I think, couldn't provide them at the end of the day. But I don't think it is as easy as just saying, well, yeah, now we'll change the tactics because the manager's gone and it will all fix itself because he's a good player. Players. They were good players yesterday against Watford, Haydar. And what happened? They looked like bad players. They've looked like bad players all season long. It is about the tactics. That's why we do this show. I keep saying it. But I also think it's about individuals pulling and pushing it out and actually finding ways. Adversity always finds out people. Yeah, especially in football. Adversity pulls the real kind of heroes, the real kind of professionals, the top players to the top, top, top. They lead you through fires. Yeah, that's what happens. And I'm not interested in talking about the Roy Keens of this world or the class of 92 or any of those guys. It's history. It's gone. There's not a lot of leadership in this Man United dressing room because it's kind of a modern time. But I don't look at Harry Maguire and think he's a terrible leader. When you talk to people at United, they're always very complimentary about what he does behind the scenes with the squad. He's a quiet guy. He talks in people's ears. He gets into them. But his own performance has been terrible. And he's slow. Those two things are like fundamentally a problem at United. You bought Varane in to help that. Varane's been injured. So, you know, Maguire was really good last year. He was one of the top defenders at the Euros, you know, and he led Man United to second and a European final, unfortunately, was injured for that. If he was fit, we might have won that European final. Do you agree? So I'm not going to suddenly just say it's one player, a captain or this or the other. I think it's a, it's a fundamental collapse of the whole football club on the playing side. And you've got to look at all the senior players. They're the guys I look at. I'm not interested in Mason Greenwood. He's a kid. Yeah. I'm not even interested in Jaden Sancho. I'm interested in the guys who are in the late 20s and 30s that should know better and have to find ways of winning football matches when you don't play well. And they didn't do that under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He gave them opportunity and it didn't work. And he's paid for it with his job. It's ironic, isn't it? The last game, Donny van der Beek comes on and you suddenly find something with him. Yeah, he scores 
45 minutes, a good performance, and it's too late. Now, he'll be sat there today going, I'm ready for the next coach. I'm going to show it. The fans are on my side. They back me, and I'm going to do it. He's not going anywhere in January now. So this is the other side of the, the question with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the board, is that the board knew this, that it was disharmony behind the scenes with a few players, and that will now quieten down, and the board will like that. The board will be like, right, we're working in the background. We'll find the right manager for you. But I think that's a bad look. I don't want to find a manager that suits the players. I want to find a manager that suits winning, that suits a, a, a method and a culture that push United back to where they should be. You've got a good squad. Go and work with it. But I've seen a million good squads over the years, Ada. I'm old enough to see it where good squads fail because you don't have the tactics. Tactics are the number one priority. You need a coach now that finds the tactics and then is brave enough to say to the big players, Bruno, sit on the bench. You've been garbage. Cristiano, you're not running. I'm going to put Cavani up there. Yeah, you sit on the bench this week. We desperately need a coach that will do that. And we haven't had a coach this season that did do that. And he paid for it. Yeah, absolutely well said. Guys, look, thanks so much for joining you, joining us today. Sorry for this, uh, obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last, last match and uh, end of his tenure at Manchester United. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and also give us a follow on Twitter at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow at Hayden underscore Ravani. Give Rob a follow at underscore Rob underscore B. Have a lovely rest of the day, and we will see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.